It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. On this day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me 12 poisonings, 11 eyeball pluckings, 10 sleepless weekends, 9 missing hobos, 8 awkward dates, 7 medical malpractices, 6 southern stabbings, 5 golden rings. A quadruple homicide, a few cryptic notes, two teenage dirtbags, and a lunatic ex-husband. Hello, and welcome to day nine. So glad to be here. You sound very glad. I am. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Let Let me pull myself together. That's what I tell my kids. Pull yourself together. Let me pull myself together. Are you ready? It's the 21st of December, which means that Christmas is in four days. Podcast mess is almost over. Sad, but also good. I'm not sad about it at all. Well, maybe sad for our listeners if they like it. I'm sure our listeners will be sad, but I'm so happy. (laughs) Only a few more days. We can power through. Go back to our normal scheduled weekly episodes. We're never doing podcastmas again. That's not true. We're doing it again next year. Disagree. <laughs> we are. But we're going to do it. We'll do it different next year. Okay. All right. No promises. We'll talk about it in a year. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. So today's episode is um nine missing hobos. I can't wait. Oh, I got to sing the jingle. Yeah. On the ninth day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me. Nine missing hobos. Is that kind of on tune today? It was a little bit better. Hey, but you know what? Before you get going, I want to say thank you to the listeners who bought us coffees on buymeacoffee.com forward slash WDOW. Yes, that was very sweet. It was so sweet. We need coffee to survive these days. And it's a little late, but if you want to send me a Christmas card, feel free. A Christmas what? A Christmas card. Yeah, it's our P.O. Box. P.O. Box 1142, China Grove, North Carolina, 2803. Three, one. I don't know. <laughs> you were so confident. How could you be wrong? I wasn't confident. Um, I did look it up earlier, though. Why do we have 30 likes? Did you go through and like everything on Instagram again? No. Uh, what did I say? 28031? I don't know. 28032? What did I say? I think you said 31. It's 28023. I know it's a little late in the season, but if you wanted to send um, us, I mean me, Christmas cards, you can do so at... 
P.O. Box 1142, China Grove, North Carolina, 28023. We would love nothing more. I would like them a lot. Add them to my display of Christmas cards. I don't get Christmas cards, so. I've got a bunch. I've gotten a few, but not many. I've gotten like 30. I think it's because I'm not a real adult. Well, you did refer to a man's penis as a pee-pee. Oh my gosh, it was one time, let it go. <laughs> as a 26-year-old adult, you said pee You're never leaving that down. <laughs> okay, anyways, back to Nine Missing Hobos. So this case is about the Phantom Hobo Killer. The Phantom Hobo Killer took the lives of at least nine middle-aged homeless men between 1950 to 1952. Do you the Phantom Hobo Killer? Yes. I didn't know he was a ghost. Um, he's not. I have not, honestly no idea why he's called the Phantom Hobo Killer, but he is. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, you interrupted my sentence. That was in Northern California. He was um, later identified as Lloyd Gomez. Lloyd was born on December 6, 1923 in Caliente, Nevada, to a Shoshone mother and a Mexican father. His mother passed away when he was a child, and he was left to be raised by his father. There's not much about his childhood except that his dad wasn't the best influence. When Lloyd was just 16 years old in 1939, he left home to live on his own. He only had a fourth grade education and really struggled to make it on his own. For the next 16 years, he would live a homeless nomadic lifestyle traveling around the West Coast using the railroad system. Hmm. He worked as a farmhand, but he could only work that seasonally and he would just travel the railways. Between 1939 and 1948, he was arrested several times, racking up quite a long rap sheet. In 1942, he was arrested on suspicion that he was dodging the draft for World War II, but he was released a few days later. In 1942, he was arrested for attempted robbery. He threatened a man's life with a knife for guns and ammunition. He obtained a rifle during this, but he was later turned in and was sentenced to one and a half to 21 years. He served four years of the sentence, and he was released due to overcrowding. That's a huge discrepancy. One and a half to 21. That's what I thought. That's what he was sentenced. That's crazy. During the time in jail, he was met by his father, Manuel Gomez. Manuel was arrested for the murder of Jesus Garcia by bashing his head in with a pickaxe handle, supposedly in self-defense after Jesus stabbed him. Manuel was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. He ended up getting sick in 1954 and died while bedridden in prison. In May of 1946, Lloyd was arrested for assault. He spent 60 days in jail. In July, he was arrested in Vegas for counterfeiting and was sentenced to one year and one day. Very specific. Yeah, that is specific. In 1948, he was arrested for burglary when he broke into American Can Company's warehouse to steal from their vending machines. He was found by guards and sentenced to a prison camp where he would spend his days building roads. One day during work, when the guards weren't looking, he slipped away and laid low for the next couple of years, escaped his prison camp. In 1950, Lloyd was arrested for vagrancy and spent 37 days in jail. What is vagrancy? No, I don't. That's why I asked what vagrancy is. Well, you were asking it as I was asking if you knew what it was. (laughs) Anyways, it's basically being homeless. That's all it means. He went so, to jail for being homeless? Yeah, apparently that was illegal in the 50s. How in the hell can it be illegal to not have a home? That's a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Discriminatory. I agree. But in the 50s, apparently it was illegal. And that's what he went to jail for. And spent 37 that's days. That's stupid. 
I, I mean, he was obviously a horrible criminal, so it's fine. But, like, any normal person, like, that's stupid. I mean, at this point, he didn't really do anything to be a horrible criminal, though. He was arrested multiple times. Okay, You yeah, literally just gave was... me, like, 30 arrests. I didn't give you 30. And they weren't, like, hurting people. It was, like, breaking and entering. He was still a criminal. Okay. But he was homeless. He was doing it for food. Ashley, are you defending a murderer right now? He isn't a murderer yet. So, no, I'm not enough. defending. What's that noise? Mom, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> what is she, you don't know what she's doing? She's, she's like, like sneaking around. She's like this, and then she's like. <laughs> 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 don't put me off. We're leaving that in the podcast. Anyways, no, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that at this point, he wasn't a horrible criminal. I'm just saying it sounds to me like you're defending a murderer. Okay, well, I'm not. Anyways, on January 15, 1952, he was arrested again for vagrancy. He was walking the streets with a slash across his face. While in jail, he called the guards to his cell and confessed to murdering nine men. Okay, so he was a murderer. He started in 1950. So at that point, at the last arrest, he wasn't a murderer yet. Okay. Anyways. Whatever you say, homeboy. I'm saying he wasn't a horrible criminal. He was a criminal, though. He was a criminal, but... Okay, as long as we can agree he was a criminal. Anyways, now you made me lose my spot. I'm so sorry. Okay, so he confessed to murdering nine men. He said that he was quite disappointed because from all of his hard work of murdering nine men, he only got $62.26. That would suck. So, adjusted for inflation, that's $692.53. I was hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> I, was actually just, I was actually just going to the interwebs to adjust <laughs> that for inflation for myself. I did it for you, so don't worry. But yeah, so Still he... Though, it's like 75 bucks a, a person, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's not worth it. I mean, is it ever worth it? No, but I'm just saying if you're going to kill people for money, I would hope you get more than 75 bucks a pop. In detail, he told the police of all his murders. Can we just hold on a second, though? Why did he think he was going to get more money than that? Because that's what he was murdering people for. He was killing them to, like, steal from them. But they were also homeless. So, like, why would they have money? I don't know. I didn't say he was smart. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. I was thinking like nine missing hobos. I was thinking it was going to be like a, a vigilant, like cleaning up the streets by killing the homeless population. No, he was also homeless. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> so in detail, he told the police of all his murders. The murders didn't go unnoticed within the 13 years. And there had been 12 homeless men who, who were beaten to death in this time. Although serial killers weren't really a term yet, they thought that these murders were connected to the same person. Good job. So the state was called in for an interrogation. So he told them that his first victim was in the summer of 1950. An unidentified man who was Native American and in his mid-40s. In Orville, California, a man was walking in front of Lloyd with a bottle of wine. Lloyd hit him in the back of the head with a rock, took the bottle of wine, and five cents. That wasn't very nice. Five cents? No, not very nice at all. Yeah, five cents. That's all he had. He was a hobo. He killed him for five cents. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So the body was then found six months later by hunters. On November 11th, 1950, Lloyd was visiting Frid John Capusta in his shack near Sacramento, California, when 49-year-old Warren Hood Cunningham came up to them and accused Lloyd of stealing his beer. How do you spell that? How do you spell Walden? That horrible name that you just horribly mispronounced. Fred John Capusta? Yeah. F-R-I-D. Capusta. Capusta. How do you spell that? 
K-A-P-U-S-T-A. Okay. How else would you say that? I don't know. It's just a really weird name. Kapusta. I think his name might have been Fred. I don't know. I put in Fred and like I even like capitalized it. But like, who's, I don't. Maybe that was his name. Let me let me go to the interwebs. <laughs> uh, when I look that up, it comes up with fried kapusta recipe, fried sauerkraut and noodles. <laughs> well, that's not it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a Facebook for a fried kapusta. There's actually 2,290 people with the last name Kapusta. Okay. <laughs> hmm. This just says John Kapusta on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry if I messed up that name. Visiting a friend, John Kapusta. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you went to say friend and you typed Frid? <laughs> yeah. I even capitalized it like I thought his name was Fred. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. So John Capusta, not Fred. See, that's what I was saying. I knew that you <laughs> I knew you horribly mispronounced that name. You were like Fred John Capusta. <laughs> I didn't talk in that accent. Oh, okay. So he that's was my... visiting his friend. <laughs> okay, but that's my um Ashley is a moron voice. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I have a lot of accents. Anyways. So he was visiting a friend. John. He's visiting Fred. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Oh, I'm so tired. Frid. Frid Kapusta. I'm going to name my fourth born child Frid. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways. Um, He's visiting his friend in his shack when Warren Hood Cunningham came up to them and accused Lloyd of stealing his beer. Lloyd denied stealing the beer, which made him very angry that anyone would accuse him of stealing their beer. I agree. It's a pretty shitty thing to do. I would get mad, too. Probably so mad I'd pooch him. Well, Lloyd stood over this for a couple of hours. And then he decided to take that rifle that he obtained in that robbery in 42 and find Warren and shot him three times. I said, I find it very interesting that as a homeless man, rifle laying around. Well, he stole it. Well, I know he stole it, but I, it's just interesting that he was able to keep up with it. Oh, I know. As a homeless man, because I can't imagine he was just like, running around with it. He must have been, I don't know. So the only witness was John Capusta. Right. But he was blind, so he only heard the incidents. He didn't see it, so he mm-hmm. couldn't say that it was Lloyd or not. Right. Makes sense. Lloyd then went on the run. He found himself in Mojave, California. Okay. That's probably not how you say that one either, but whatever. No, I think that's exact pronunciation. I've been there before. Oh, okay. No, you haven't. Anyways. No, I haven't. I'm just kidding. On November 18th or 19th, he came upon Earl Franklin Woods, who's 50 years old, and asked him to borrow a match. Earl refused, and Lloyd didn't like that, so he bludgeoned him to death with a large rock. For refusing to let him have a match? Yes. Okay, Ashley, you were defending a hard and This guy's a psychopath. He's a horrible. I... I was defending him before he was a horrible criminal. Now he's a horrible criminal. Then he was not. He was doing, like, petty things. Mm -hmm. Anyways, in this murder, he only obtained a few cigarettes. Not even any money? Nope, just cigarettes. Okay, so far this dude's only gotten, like, five cents. Why does he keep killing? I don't know. Apparently he thinks at some point it's going to turn around for him. Okay. On May 26, 1951, Lloyd came upon Elmer Cushman. 
sitting in a rail car. He beat him to death with a large rock and pocketed $16.50. Ten days later, on June 5th, he came upon an unidentified man sleeping in the railway. He picked up a wooden plank and beat him to death. He got $20. On June 22, 1951, in Merced, California, 60-year-old George Jones was walking into a hobo camp to find a spot to set up. Lloyd snuck up behind him and bashed him in the head with a rock, fracturing his skull. On him, he found $24.50, which was the largest sum that he obtained during any of his killings. Yeah. On July 17, 1951, in Roseville, California, Lloyd was wandering the tracks when he saw 40-year-old Arvid Ostland sleeping. He dropped a large rock on his head. On him, he found a dollar. This guy's violent, man. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even use real weapons. And barbaric. Yeah, like yeah. rocks. Wooden planks, like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. He's a scary dude. Terrifying. On August 16th, 1951, 46-year-old Roy Chester Hansen was sitting in a railroad car when Lloyd came up behind him and dropped a large rock on him. Lloyd says that he can't remember if he got any money from him or not. On August 18th, no, on August 16th, no, on August 18th, <laughs> 1951. No. no. <laughs> Uh, sorry. On August 18, 1951, there was an unidentified man in his underwear. Lloyd beat him to death with a brick, and he took 21 cents from him. Most of these victims were discovered within the same day or fairly quickly after being murdered. The homeless community in California at the time tended to live in jungles or communities, and they tended to look out for one another. The railroads were also very busy in those days, so workers on the railroad came upon the bodies pretty quickly. Even with his commission, confession of killing nine men he was only tried and convicted for one warren hood cunningham was the only victim that he shot hmm. this was because the case had the most evidence there was a witness that even though he was blind and didn't see anything he identified lloyd by his voice lloyd told the courts that his motive was simply to get money to eat the defense tried to get Lloyd's trial moved because they said that it was impossible for him to get a fair trial with all of the local publicity, and the judge refused. And in June of 1952, the trial began. In typical Lloyd fashion, he noticed that the guards had opened the door and he tried to flee the courtroom, but was stopped. Hmm. He was found guilty and sentenced to death on June 10th. He was transferred to San Quentin Prison to await his execution on October 15th. At 10.53 a.m., he was given his final interview and meal. During the interview, he was nonchalant and cold. He once again admitted to the nine murders and when asked if he was scared, he simply said, Scared? Nah, I ain't scared. He told them that in all of his time in prison, he didn't have any letters or visitors because he had no friends, and he didn't want any friends, and he didn't need them. His last meal was fried chicken, fried potatoes, peas, tomato, and lettuce salad, toast, apple pie, and coffee. The next morning, he made his walk to the gas chamber. He showed no emotion, and reportedly his last words were, I don't want to live no more. At 10 a.m. on October 16, 1953, at only 29 years old, Lloyd Gomez was executed by the gas chamber. That is all. I don't know how I feel about that case, actually. I don't know. I mean... Don't hate me, but I kind of feel bad for him at the end. I know. I mean, he's a horrible, awful person. He beat people with rocks. I also imagine he was a little, like, an old man. He was 29, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he sucks. He's a terrible person, but you know, he was on his own from 16 to 29, and he yeah. was just struggling to survive. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he should have murdered people for the 60 bucks he 
but no, he should not have. And like this was the fifties, so times were really tough. And his um, mom died when he was a small child, and right. then his dad was a murderer too. Right. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't like that case. No, he's a piece of shit. But at the same time, it makes me feel like a sociopath when I feel bad for murders. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Every once in a while, you get one that like you feel bad for. Because he was terrible. I mean, he killed people in a very vicious... Uh, he was awful. Beating people in a box. Blech. Blech. I hate that. He was very, like, barbaric. I don't like it. No. I don't like it one bit. Not a fan. Nope, nope, nope. No. But it really surprised me when I started, like, looking into the case that it was a homeless man who killed home men. Yes. Because yes. that's not what I thought was going to be the case. Me neither. So, yeah. Hmm. That wraps up day nine. That it does. On that note, we'll catch you tomorrow when we cover 10 sleepless weekends. All right. Have a good day. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our three tiers at the $5 level. We've got the moderately wicked For $7 a month, we've got the awesomely wicked. And for all of those high rollers, big ballers out there, we got the $10 level, the extraordinarily wicked. As a member of our Patreon, you are entitled to bonus episodes. Uh, You also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones for a direct feed of our podcast please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com great news you can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts That's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your weekly dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, CastBox, and PodFriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose, dose of, of wicked. wicked. But I'm. Um,